Welcome to Help a Girl Out. We are back for yet another episode in case you all were missing us. I just did something on the story the other day where I feel like I say you guys way too often and it's not acceptable. So Katie, I would like you to hold me accountable. And if I say that, you need to like spank me or something. Deal. Okay. I thought you'd be down. I thought you would be down. Today's episode is presented by Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is a transformative way to work out. Sweat Connected has a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert instructor brings their signature method directly to you wherever you are in the world via Zoom. When you take a Sweat Connected class, you are able to interact with your instructor and the other participants in class just like you would in a live studio experience. Whether you have been a group fitness participant for years or are newer, you will feel at home with Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is exclusively offering our listeners 50% off their first class by going to sweatconnected.com and using the code POD, that's code POD, at sweatconnected.com for 50% off your first class. Sweat Connected, for all levels, all ages, all sizes, and all humans. For everyone who is joining us for yet another episode of quite possibly the most ridiculous and rambunctious podcast that has ever existed because it just keeps getting more outrageous as time goes on. Would you agree, Katie? Oh, 100%. I think we're just spiraling out of control at this point. Yeah, we're just a vortex going all around. We're like that uh, water slide at the water parks where it's like a tornado and you just go down and then you just drop through the hole. That's a good visual. Thank you. I'm a very visual person. No, actually, I'm not as we know from the art episode, not so visual, but it's fine. Uh, So yeah, Katie and I just keep getting a little more wild and wild, which is basically how I feel about our entire friendship. Um, It it kind of started out kind of normal, and then it quickly just digressed into what the actual heck are you two doing, Uh, which Katie is now jogging my memory about some of the other stupid things that we've done. Uh, But anyway, that we'll save that for another day. Talking about it once in a day is too is too traumatic for me. So we'll have, we'll have to go back to that. But we'll just say it involves a wedding. Anyway, we'll go back to that another time. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but I just panicked because Katie and I are when we record on Anchor, we also have each other on Zoom so we can see each other's beautiful faces. And I went to open up my anchor and then I went back to my Zoom and Katie wasn't there. And I was like, panicking, where did she go? But it's okay, she just had to go take her vitamins like a a big adult. (laughs) Well, I went, didn't I tell you last episode that I think I sprained my ankle or did I not tell you that? You did not tell any of us this (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know for sure, um, but I think I have like a very, very minor sprain. Um, and it just gets bad if I'm about to do physical activity, obviously, or whenever I want to lay down and, um, after work, I like to go run. So I always have to take ibuprofen before so that it doesn't hurt. Um, and so I went to go take it so that I could time it out. Right. So that'll kick in before the run, but (laughs) I went to go grab it and I spilled the whole bottle. (laughs) So that I was picking up all the ibuprofen. Oh. And then I came back, and that's what you saw me taking. <laughs> okay. I have a few things to say. 
one, when we did that post for Bram Flake's theory on like things that make you an adult, like this is so you. Like <laughs> needing to take ibuprofen before a run, you're also being really responsible by even going for a run after work. I would be like, <laughs> tired, no. Second of all, I hope your ankle feels better. Um, I'm a little nervous about your ankle because you are my dance partner. So please take it easy. I'm I'm icing it. I'm elevating it. I took two weeks off and I was just walking. I wasn't running at all. And I thought it was better, but I don't know. I, I can't tell if it's a me thing or if it's I've been running on a track, like an actual like track and field type track okay and it doesn't seem very level so I'm like maybe it's the track that's doing it because it's just my left one it's not my right one so I'm like is it really me if it's just one of them so I thought maybe I needed new shoes because I definitely did so I got new shoes and that didn't you know solve the issue so I thought maybe I should try running other places but like still hurts (laughs) So I thought, okay, I'll take two weeks off, but still hurts. So I really don't know. But if you guys know a lot about spraining ankles and I was in like track and cross country, like I would roll it occasionally or like do weird things. I don't twist it, but I never actually sprained it. But this one is so minor because it's not like I can't walk on it at all. Like I can. And it hurts more walking than it does running. (laughs) is that weird what about if you walked in those sky high heels I had you wear in Melbourne how do you think that would go uh I think I'd sprain both ankles <laughs> maybe that was so painful very maybe you actually sprained it then and your ankle has just been holding up since then and now it's coming back to bite you and it's like you were a bit you know what you mean wear those I like that theory and that is like an example of how I know Rachel's a really good friend because she switched shoes with me because it was unbearable. I, anyone that knows me knows I wear literally white Converse 24-7. So in order to go out in Melbourne, Rachel notifies me that the club's uh, (laughs) mandate that you wear high heels. Well, I, I can... I prefer not to. So, <laughs> can I just really say that kind. language is so funny because you're like the club's mandate. Like now it's like you need to wear a mask everywhere, but you're like they mandated I wear stripper heels, <laughs> which I think is so unfair. Like seriously, we have to wear heels. Like get out of here. Who who is running this? Who? If you, how about you mandate that we wear clothes? <laughs> <laughs> really, we have to wear he- high heels. I really disagree with that because. I want to dance and it's hard to dance in heels and shout out to all the girls and guys out there who can dance in, you know, six feet high stiletto, like good for you. I can hardly dance in Converse. So the high heels isn't going well, but I, we had to walk there from like the train and I was already dying before even getting there. And then we get up there and I maybe dance to like one, pitbull song and I was out (laughs) and then Rachel was so nice and she traded shoes with me and then I was so happy and then she was so miserable (laughs) and I don't even know like the rest of that night honestly did we take the train back no we definitely got an uber back I thought we ubered there (laughs) it was all a blur 
which reminds me that every time we Uber when we're in Australia, I open the wrong door and I like almost sit on their lap every time. No, like it's embarrassing. Would think I would have figured it out by now because we've Ubered dozens of times, but no, it really throws me off the whole left side thing, but right side. Remember the time we Ubered and I got a leg cramp in the Uber and almost died? I forgot about that. But yeah, you were dying in the back. I sat down in this Uber and for whatever reason, I got the worst Charlie horse I've ever had in my entire life. I honestly <laughs> thought my leg was gone. Like, I, oh, <laughs> it was so bad. And I was, like, was screaming that? in the back. And the driver was like, okay. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. Because I couldn't stretch out my leg. And... <laughs> It hurt so bad. It was excruciating. Was that after after ice bar? Yeah, it was after ice bar. So maybe my leg just seized up because we paid a bunch of money to stand in a cold room. I don't know. Nobody will. I totally forgot about your massive leg uh that was so bad and like we got out of the uber and i was like stumbling it was like a monday at like two no 2 p.m 8 p.m and i'm i look like i was drunk because i would well okay we did have some margaritas or some sort of drinks in the ice bar actually now that i recall but i was you were drunk (laughs) but it was my leg it was so bad so anyway and i would just like to point out the whole thing about the heels i don't really know when I got to Sydney, when I studied abroad, which was coming up on five years ago, so maybe this advice is outdated, but I was told that you need to wear nice shoes and nice clothes for going out. Like you couldn't, like in America, how if you were going to Gators, you could probably get by with white Converse, like it ain't going to fly here, which I thought was so weird because Australians are so casual. Like half the time they wear board shorts to work. So I... I was like, what do you mean I have to wear heels dancing? So I don't know if that still stands or like how strict people are on it, but we were always really nervous to not do it. LA is like that too. Okay. Okay. That's helpful. So, I mean, I guess they have a dress code, but you don't want to be the person who wears, wears non-appropriate shoes and then gets the group turned away at the door. Like that's awkward. Uh, so I always just do it, but I typically wear this nice pair of heels that, that, um, are shorter. Like they're those T style heels with the strap around the ankle, but they're really comfortable. But then I have my nice pair of sky high heels that I can only walk in for a hot minute before I'm like, yeah, I'm dead. So I thought Katie's got this. No, Katie did not have it. Rachel had to have it. Rachel also did not have it. Nick basically had to carry us, and it was fine. And Jaden Smith was there, so it was fine. He carried us, too. It was fine. It, it, in, in our minds, that's what happened. His bodyguards assisted us instead of shoving us against the wall. But anyway, that was what was happening. So as you guys, I just did it, Katie. Spank me. I just did it. I said, you guys. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, to be honest. No, I know. I just think I, just think I say it a lot. Where I would like to get a little better at saying 
things other than you guys. I think it's a really Midwestern thing to do. What would you prefer to say? Everyone? Hey. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Okay, maybe I should try everyone. Everyone's not that bad. Well, I prefer that over what about like, you all or y'all. I, I always go to, hi, friends. Hi, friends. Okay, I'm going to try it. You, everyone. Everyone. Okay, I got this. Okay, anyway, everyone. Of course, as per usual, Katie and I have been distracted in our episodes because we really try. This is kind of sad, but we really try not to talk that much outside of our episodes so that we can not like we don't speak to each other at all. We're not that mean, but we try to save most of our catching up to actually do on our episodes so that we can we can hear about each other's lives at the same time as we're recording so that everyone can be updated, you know, rather than Katie's telling me a story that she's already told me five times, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of our approach because we're very authentic people. I was just going to say that we're, we're all about being authentic. Yeah, authentic, like get on our level, please. So Katie and I actually thought that we'd use this episode to talk about some of my quarantine adventures. But of course, we do get a little distracted because our lives are just so crazy. Uh, but we're going to get into it now. We're going to swoop on in. That's my new word, swooping. If you're really lucky, maybe I'll come up with a classy definition for you of what swooping means. I'm still not entirely sure. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I am swooping in. And I'm going to fill you all in on what quarantine has been like. So for those of you who are not aware or who missed the memo of Rachel crying for approximately the last seven weeks, uh, I was able to go home for a little over a month. So I went home to Minnesota. It was by far the best month of my life. I wish I could redo it five million times over. I would do anything to do it over again. But alas, here we are. It is all fine. We are moving forward. Rachel is not emotional in the slightest. Uh, but it was a really big deal for me, as I talked about in Vortex and some of the other episodes. Um, I typically go back and forth a few times a year, at least. So this year with Corona has been pretty challenging not being able to stick to my normal schedule uh, and to be gone from home for much longer than I had anticipated. So uh, I kind of had one last opportunity with my visa situation to go um, and I took it and I'm so glad that I did. Uh, but there is the quarantine involved, which is a big thing that a lot of people are like, well, I'm not traveling now because of the quarantine, which I think I would just like to put it out there that I think I feel like I've noticed a lot of people become well, I feel like people are always judgmental, but especially this year, a lot of people have been really judgmental um, toward like other people's situations that they know nothing about. So I feel like I see, and I know we talked about this as well in our Hello Karen episode when I got called a bloody Karen for defending someone on social media, the nerve. But I think... Um, I think that people can be really judgmental about people who are in similar situations like myself and about travel and all that stuff. And I think that at the end of the day, I just want to throw it out there that I support people no matter what they have to do. So 
If you feel like now you need to travel for whatever reason, for your family, for your mental health, I am here to support you. Even if other people want to judge you and be like, how dare you do that? Like it is, so, it was the most incredible thing for me mentally and for my family. So I don't regret a second of it. I was super, super, super safe. Uh, I did everything that I had to do. I, you know, I, the, the airplane was amazing because there's not many people on there. I just think that people need to respect other people's decisions on what is best for them. If they're going to wear a mask and they're going to sanitize and they're going to socially distance, like, I think people can go a little overboard with the judgment sometimes when they really don't know what is happening in other people's lives. So I just want to throw it out there that if you feel like you need to travel for any reason during this time, I am here to support you because it, it was the best thing that I could have ever done. Uh, and everything was safe. Everything was good. I quarantined. So my American friends are really shocked when I tell them about the quarantine system in Australia because uh, it's a, a bit wild. But overall, I think it's a good system because uh, it obviously has helped keep Australia's case numbers a little low. Uh, do I think it's perfect? No. Do I think America's response is perfect? No. Do I think Katie is perfect? Yes. So, <laughs> so, uh, but overall, I think it's, I think it's worked really well. And yes, there's been some mishaps, but overall, um, it's obviously helped Australia a lot. And so I am more than happy to take part in it as long as it means that I could go home. Uh, but I did get my little taste of quarantine. So I am currently on day 11 of 14 days in a hotel quarantine. Uh, but on my way in, so flying to the U.S., I uh, had to quarantine in Sydney for a night uh, because Sydney to Melbourne, which Katie and I have, well, actually, we didn't quite do that flight because there were a few mishaps with the um, airport destination. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I made the same mistake. Who, who could have ever mistaken that? telemarine right yeah I, I don't know i don't know who could have almost missed her international flight because she was gonna connect at the wrong airport we don't know it's nobody in this on the zoom call absolutely not nobody that's a part of yeah, this podcast uh, heck to the no so the sydney to melbourne flight path is one of the most popular in the world because they're two major cities so close together uh, so it's one of the busiest in the world in a normal era. Uh, with COVID and with the outbreak in Melbourne, the second wave, the border between New South Wales, where Sydney is, and Victoria, where Melbourne is, actually shut for the, I think, the second time in like 150 years. So yeah, you're getting an Australian geography lesson. L like, well done. I'm acting like a teacher. It's casual. So th that border actually shut. And so... Flights from Melbourne into Sydney were classified as international flights, which was just like crazy. So you landed in the international terminal. You had to go through a health screening. Then they take you to quarantine. If So if you have a connecting flight for more than four hours, that's your layover, then you need to go to quarantine um, for however long until your flight. And then they take you back. So it was real. It was like a big deal it wasn't just like a, oh casual it was crazy 
And I did not have any other options because my international flight left at 1 p.m. And the only flights, there were about two flights to Sydney a day and they were both at night. So I wouldn't make it in time for my international flight. So I had to go the day before. So I had to quarantine. So I was like, okay, it'll be good practice for me coming on my way back. Uh, because it sounds like until there's a vaccine widely distributed that there won't be many changes to Australia's quarantine system. So I definitely wanted to just get used to it um, and be like, if that's what I have to do, then that's what I have to do. So I tried to go into it with a really positive attitude and it's honestly been amazing, but I will get to that. Um, it would be more amazing if Katie was with me uh, because actually one time when we went to Sydney, we basically only stayed in the hotel room, which caused a bit of friction. <laughs> <laughs> not between us uh but anyway that's that is a story for another program uh but i flew to sydney and my flight was at like 7 30 then i was ushered through um they have like this whole health screening setup where you normally get your bags like in the baggage carousels so there's just a bunch of chairs and you just sit there watching the bags go around and then they come up and they ask you like where you've been where you're going when your flight is if you have symptoms if you've been quarantining in melbourne like they ask you all these questions did you feel like um they were being like sincere like was it easy to talk to them or was it kind of like uh, yeah i felt like they were they were sincere i felt like they kind of had when at the point when i did it the system had been in place for over two months so i felt like they kind of knew what they were doing i felt like they were kind of tired which i can imagine because they're working long hours and they're and they're dealing with a lot of people from different countries and from different backgrounds and not everybody speaks english or you know they're, they're trying to communicate really important legal information to a number of people. And I, I definitely can see how that could be a bit challenging. And also there's a lot of people who are understandably confused about the process because they're used to just flying how they normally fly. So when suddenly, you know, they have to show all this information and like, you know, some people don't have as much awareness of what is going on. Like I felt like I went into it pretty much knowing exactly what I'd have to do. You had to have a border pass to get into New South Wales. So you had to apply online, but they're only good for three days. So I think a lot of people were struggling with that sort of thing. So I'm lucky that, you know, I'm in a country where I clearly, I understand the language. I understand the requirements and stuff, but I can see how it would be really challenging on both parts. And they're trying their best to make it as easy as possible. Um, like when I got on the bus, they asked if anyone could translate Mandarin. And I was like, they were like, uh, he kind of started looking at me and I was like, I'm sorry, but I cannot. I wish I could because that's actually, I find it amazing, but I wish I could. But anyway, I could barely translate Spanish for you if you really needed me to. But you, it took about two hours. You got on a bus and then it was all this anticipation. Like what hotel are they going to take me to? What's going on? Oh my gosh. And I also would just like to point out that at this time, so I cry a lot and I only cry when I'm sad, which is quite often, not in like a dramatic, depressed way, but just, well, a dramatic way. I do cry a lot because I feel like I have a lot of emotions about being away from home and missing my family or missing Nick or feeling like I'm missing out on, on spending time with my parents or spending time with Katie. I very seldom cry when I'm happy. And if I do cry when I'm happy, it's later on. Like I'll start crying of happiness about something later. 
But I didn't cry when Nick proposed to me. I was in such shock. I was just like, oh, like I kind of teared up, but like I, I wasn't like what I thought I would be like. Um, I almost cried when Katie came to visit me, but I held it together. Uh, <laughs> and I, you know, it, it was hard though. Unlike, like Katie, Katie sobbed for five hours after we finished our last wine tour with Trevor. So that's kind of more of my level where I sob when I'm sad. So I had been crying all day on Tuesday, knowing I had to say goodbye to Nick. It happens every time. But this time was really bad because I felt like I was going for a long time. He was originally supposed to go on our original trip with me. It made me sad that I knew there was absolutely no way he could go. Uh, it's also just a bit of unknown with the travel. Like you have to go into it knowing that you could be canceled or bumped and whatnot. So I felt like it would be a long time before I saw him again. So I was really, and I had spent every day with him. You know, normally we're going to work, running around. I took every waking moment with him for so long that I felt like I miss him when he like leaves the room. So I just felt like, oh my gosh, how am I going to cope? So anyway, I cried all day. And Nick was like, don't cry. You're happy. And I'm like, well, I am happy to go home. But I'm so sad. Can I put you in my suitcase? And I'm just like freaking out. And then, of course, we get to the airport. Then I cry for another 89 hours. And Nick's finally like, okay, I should probably go. And then I kept doing that annoying thing where I'd be like, bye. And then I'd turn around and be like, no, come back. <laughs> it just was an absolute mess. So thank God for face masks because at least my mouth does the whole like thing where it just gets out going across. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Quiver. I, I quiver. And so at least I had the face mask, but tears are just like streaming down my face into the mask. Uh and finally, yeah, I said goodbye to Nick. So I have been crying all day. But I'm really happy to go home. And then and I wish if I could do it over again, I wish I could go back in that moment and just restart the whole thing because it was just so amazing. I wish that I was in quarantine going the other way around, but it is okay. But I also had some sort of weird eye infection. So obviously, so obviously I wasn't yeah. using Katie's curology or whatever her fabulous skincare routine is uh, because I basically don't have a skincare routine. So do not come to me to help a girl out with skincare because I don't got you covered. But um, I, I, my eye for the past like three months, maybe from like July, my eye started just my right eye, not my left one. It just started getting kind of like weird. Like it wasn't really casual and it wasn't the eye. It was just under my eye was like a little, I want to say crusty, but that sounds so gross. But it was just kind of like really dry skin. And I would put moisturizer on it. I had some Vaseline, you know, props to Katie. Um, and Nick's mom looked at it and thought, oh, you have some sort of uh, bacterial infection or something. So she gave me these wipes and, and uh, to, to clean it. So I was using those and then I got into quarantine. And she had said, you need to be bathing it in warm water like you need to be putting some warm water on it so i get into my quarantine room okay and i have just a carry-on suitcase and they're like what are you doing where are your other suitcases and i was like i'm gucci i'm good to go i don't need other carry-on suitcases okay 
I've got this as Katie applies Vaseline. I've <laughs> I've got this uh, because I I have my home like I you know I I go back and forth so I have stuff everywhere which I'm really uh, grateful for so I don't really need to bring a lot of stuff otherwise I just end up bringing meaningless stuff like tall high heels that I don't need to wear so. I get my stuff in. I get settled in. The room is amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm like crying again. And then I'm like, okay, I need to take care of my eye. So I go to like put some warm water on a cotton ball, but I kind of think I didn't quite have the temperature gauge under control at this hotel. And the water was maybe like a little hotter <laughs> than it should have been. So, <laughs> so it wasn't, I don't know what happened, but I kind of dotted my eye and it was like warmer than it probably should have been. But it was it wasn't like I didn't think it was like scalding. But afterward, my eye had already been puffy from the crying. But afterward, I felt like my eye just went to the next level. Like it just I felt like I had an actual like red stamp all around my eye. Like it was just. It was just like, whoa, whoa. Like, it looked like someone had picked up something red and just gone boom. And, like, it was all around my eye. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what's happened? And then I talked to my mother, who's a nurse, and she's like, no, 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 you should put cold water on it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. She's like, I'm going to take you to the eye doctor. We're going to figure it out. So, anyway, I don't know if I kind of burned the skin around my eye or what happened. My eye has since recovered. I got home and just had to put on some bacitracin uh, that my mother gave me. And it was all good. But it was just a bit of a crazy experience with the eye. So that was how I was looking in hotel quarantine. Okay, so let me just paint the picture for you. My first night in quarantine, I my face is swollen from crying. I am wearing Qantas pajamas. I have like a giant red eye. Um, so, and I'm, yes, yes, Katie. Um, can you rate the Qantas pajamas out of 10? 10, 10 being yeah. uniform level. I'm sticking with 12. Comfortable. So comfortable. Comfortable. So cool. comfortable. I love them. I, I love them. I, I have no hesitation about wearing them in public. If you don't like them, get out of my face. No, like, no worries. Let me just live my life in these pajamas. They are amazing. So, yeah, so I was kind of a hot mess. The room was amazing. It was so nice. And I was like, if this is what I get for two weeks of hotel quarantine, I will be fine. This is unreal. Because, like I think I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned in the last episode. I think I did. Or maybe I hallucinated. But... I, I'm more of like a days in kind of girl. Like that's kind of where I like what, where my hotel standards are. So I think everything's nice, but like these hotels are really nice. Katie's making a weird face at me. It really days in. <laughs> that's, that's your standard. Okay. Miss Spirit Airlines. Don't come at me. <laughs> okay fair no fair point i would Continue. just like the few times that we stayed in motels like the one time we took a family trip and stuff like my dad just got us a room at days and it was fine but like i don't think any like i wouldn't choose it now necessarily i would maybe be like okay i'm a little nervous 
not really. They're fine. They're fine. Like a normal day's in is fine. It depends on the location. Okay. Maybe not in Victor. <laughs> maybe not in, maybe not in Katie's neck of the woods. But, uh, <laughs> but in other places, it, it, they would be fine. Okay. You're telling me you're going to Vegas and you're going to book with the days in. Okay, fine, Katie. Katie is always calling me out on my bullshit. She's always, if I say something, then she's like, oh, but would you do it here? Would you do it there? Would you do it? No, okay, Katie, okay. That's the same voice you do when you mimic Nick. Why do we have the same Because voice you're the Rachel? same person. Plot twist, they're the same person. No, I think, okay, let me rephrase. If I was traveling throughout Minnesota outside of, outside of like Minneapolis and I was, you know, going on a little road trip somewhere or, you know, we went throughout the Midwest and I think we stayed in a day's in in Kentucky and that was fine. I think, I think like a really close to the city, I might be a little more like, okay, but like, you know, in Plymouth, Minnesota, it's fine. It's casual. But like, it wouldn't, okay, so would it be my Everything first choice? Not necessarily. But would I be like, absolutely not? No, because, you know, I'm a casual lady. I don't need much to make me happy. If it was, and if it was recently renovated, then yeah. Hi. Uh, my issue is when the room feels like 89 people have had sex in there and have died in there. That's when I get a little nervous. Oh, you like need help. That is what the party talk. <laughs> that was a total joke that was a total joke I, now I'm just my mind is just thinking about all these hotels I am not a diva I would like to throw that out there that's what I'm trying to say is that if 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 the situation presented itself that I needed to stay at days in I would not be like no I need to stay at the five star Marriott I don't even know I would not be like that but I don't judge people who are like that. That's just me, though. So anyway, though, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Now my mind is just, like, haunted by ideas of rats crawling around in, like, grody places. <laughs> in, in, in motels. He so has sorry. sent me to this dark place. Uh, but, I, like, the hotels are all really nice. So I, like, I am, you can ask Nick. If we go to any hotel or anywhere, I always think it's nice. Like, we stayed at a little, like, family it was a motel but I thought it was super nice and Nick was like okay it's like not it's like a motel and I was like it's so nice like not that Nick is like really hoity-toity but I just think everything's nice basically you can't really take me somewhere where I'm gonna okay you can probably in Vegas on the outskirts but most times I will just suck it up and be like yeah this is cool I mean Katie and I worked at a summer camp You are, like, the easiest person to please, in my opinion. Like, the little things. <laughs> this is true. If you leave me, like, a Kit Kat, I could be basically, like, sleeping by a fence, and I'd probably be okay. <laughs> like, which almost <laughs> happened to us when our Airbnb got canceled, and there was nothing left, and they were like, you can pitch a tent in this field for $25. And I was like, um, let me think. <laughs> When, so we were going to Savannah, Georgia for a friend's wedding a few years ago. And we had booked our Airbnb like four months out. 
So right when we like, you know, got our trip locked in, we booked that Airbnb. It was going to be a busy weekend because it's a small town and they had the wedding and then they were having like festivals or something. So there's not a lot in the way of lodging. So there is, but you have to book it early. So we were responsible. We did everything we were supposed to do. And then we were in Arizona, which was our last stop before going to Georgia. And we just, I, we landed from Vegas actually on our great tour of America. And I got an email that just said, Oh, your booking's been canceled. We'll give you credit. It'll take 10 days to process. And I was like, I flipped out. <laughs> I was like, what you talked about in, in a previous episode, Katie's customer service emails. Well, I got right on the phone. I was like, excuse me. And this is, I think maybe my first or second time using Airbnb. So I was a little like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? And they were like, we're sorry. The host is canceled um, for whatever reason. We're sorry, which I understand that there are extenuating circumstances and things do come up, but I just wanted them to help us find a new place. And at first they were like, well, you know, we'll have to credit you. We'll have to get you the credit, but it'll take a few weeks. And then you can, and I was like, no, no, no. Like we're, we are about to leave to go there. Like we need something sorted sooner. And I was like, we don't have the, the funds to just suddenly book an entirely new accommodation without getting that back. And they were completely booked out. So they were like, you can find something else. And I was like, really, show me. And then we went and looked. There was the tent where you could, you, you know, you could sleep in the field, which, okay, maybe if I was going to a music festival, which I've never been to, beside the point. But we're going to a friend's wedding. And Nick is not the kind of guy to just be gung-ho about pitching a tent in the middle of a city we've never been to. So that was kind of like, okay. Uh, and then the others were like $10,000. And I was like, mm, no. So I, <laughs> that's a very, like a very big difference. You can pay $20 to pitch a tent in a field or you can pay 10 grand. This is my life. That's incredible. I'm like, oh my gosh. And like some of his friends are going, but they've all already figured out like where they're staying and it's like small places. And I'm like, okay, what do we do? So I will not let up on the phone. I am relentless. I am like, you need to help us find something. And I was like, we need it now. Like we can't be waiting. And I was like, it's not fair for us to be out all that money and have to pay 10 grand, which I don't have, by the way, for lodging because this has happened. Like, so she was like, okay, there was one available, which we ended up staying in. There was one available and it was, it was like, I think it was like $800 more than what our credit would be. And I said, we want that and you need to cover the difference. Cause I was like, I'm sorry, but it's not our fault. Like we were responsible. We booked it four months in advance. I understand that things happen, but then this platform should be, should help us, you know, rather than, cause even we tried calling the motels, the hotels, the days in, you know, the Hilton, we tried calling everything. Everything was booked. So Airbnb came through. Love you, Airbnb. 
the lady was really helpful. It was stressful at first, but she was really helpful. They got us into that one and they covered the difference, which was so, so, so nice. So it all worked out in the end. Uh, but it was very scary there for a hot minute. And Savannah is known as one of the like most haunted places. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do the tent thing. I don't know. <laughs> so we were all happy with where we stayed, but it was a wild ride. It was a wild, wild time for me. So basically that's where I'm at. Okay. Quarantine so far has been amazing. I will fill you guys. I will fill everyone in uh, with an update on our next episode about how quarantine ends for me. Cause I do have a few other funny stories. I'll leave you on this one final story. Katie, this will make you laugh. So quarantine. So I'm just for the night. My flight is at one. They say they're going, they take people in shifts. So they'll, they'll have a bus leave at like nine. They'll have a bus leave at 10. So they'll get you back to the airport, which is about 20 minutes away. Cause we're in the city. Um, they'll get you back to the airport. So I'm like, cool. So I, I was like, what time are you going to take me? And they're like, probably between 10 and 11 because your flight's not until 1. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I call down at the number again to double check in the morning because I'm trying to finish up some last minute work. And they're like, ma'am, we haven't even taken people for flights at 11. You're not going until like 1030 at least. And I'm like, okay, okay. So there's the hotel staff and then there's the police. Okay, so the police and the hotel staff work together and kind of get get stuff sorted. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I finished up some work. I still have way more to do before I get on my flight. But there's a bath. And the bathtub is so sexy. And it's calling my name. It's saying, Rachel, get in me. Get in me. So I'm like, okay. So I normally don't. I normally am like, I'm too busy to take a bath. Not interested. But this bathtub it looked brand new that's my one thing i don't like old bathtubs they freak me out i will not go in them but this bathtub was like hello so i was like okay this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna just treat myself i'm gonna take a nice like 20 minute bubble bath just shave it all up i'm gonna be all nice and ready for the airport and then i'm gonna take my time and be organized and i'll be ready at 10 30 and i'll get some more work done before so of course i'm in a hotel room by myself so of course you know, I'm walking around naked, trying to trying to get my act together from the bed to the bathroom. Okay, so I'm just going. I've just taken my clothes off to get into the bathtub, but I ran out to like grab my phone. So I, I don't want to make it sound like I was walking around naked the whole time. That is not true. I was just walking. You know, if you're in a hotel room by yourself, like I went back out to grab my phone and then I went back in to the bathtub. So the bathtub is now running and I'm getting in there. I'm literally stepping in. The towel is off. I'm submerging into the bathtub with a bunch of bubbles. And then the phone rings. The hotel phone rings, which is only located by the bedside. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So now I'm covered head to toe in bubbles. And I have to grab my towel. And I sprint to the phone. And guess who's calling? The police. And the police are at the door. And the police are ready to take me right now or I'm going to miss the bus. <laughs> oh my god that's well, so unfortunate so you never got to yeah take i mean i basically submerged myself for like 10 seconds to get the sweat off and then had to take the towel and actually like i, I don't even know what i did i just had to 
I just had to like scoop all the bubbles off of me. So I, and now I am running out. So I had taken things out of my bag to try and organize and then get it all back in and sorted together. So I've got my stuff. Like I'm trying to put my laptop in. I'm trying to grab my face mask. I'm like, I am trying to make sure I didn't forget anything. I am sprinting bloody murder, trying to pull clothes on, get my pajamas on. I barely had a face mask on. There's bubbles all over me. And my hair was in one of those awful buns where it like actually like sticks off your head. Like not a normal bun. It was like a, this is a protrusion mm-hmm. and I am going to hit you with my bun. That's what my hair looked like. And then the cops are like, oh, are you okay? And I'm like, huh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm great. I'm, I'm having an awesome time. Like, you know, when you don't want to be rushed before any flight, let alone an international flight, and you want to double check your hotel room that you didn't lose anything or leave anything. Honestly, rushing um, is the worst thing in the entire world. Like, I, I can't handle that well. Yeah, I, I, I can't really cope. Can't no, rush. I'm with you. And and it was just a bummer because the one time that I thought, I'm going to do something nice for myself. And I'm going to take a nice little bath. And, and then I'm, like, sitting there, finally ready And I mean, it would have been better if they called before I got in the bath, you know, and I still was dressed and I could, but no, no, they had to call right at that very moment. So anyway, that was my adventure getting to the airport. I will leave you with that horrific mental image. Uh, It was a fabulous time for everybody involved. The, the, I can't even think about it. It was just crazy, but I made it all in one piece. I survived and thrived. And that is lesson for 2020 so you know if life gives you bubbles just blow them that's my advice (laughs) that's my new piece of advice so anyway if you have been in hotel quarantine or any sort of quarantine and you have any questions or you have you want any tips on how to have a good experience i'm sure i could provide some uh katie i can't even remember oh your ankle that's what it was if you have any ideas on how to help a girl out like Katie with a long-lasting sprained ankle, please let us know as well. But seriously, if you have any questions about traveling during this time or just anything in life, you know that Katie and I will always help a girl out. So just come to us. We've got you covered. And if we don't respond because we're losers and lunatics and we have so much happening, just keep messaging us and we will we will get there. We are working through it. We are persevering. So have an amazing day. We love each and every one of you so much. See, I didn't say you guys. I didn't want to be spanked again. That's why I said that. <laughs> and we, <laughs> Katie just made a great image on the Zoom. I wish that everyone could see that. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us ramble. <laughs> we hope we help you a little bit, whether it's by making you shake your head and be like, wow, I'm so much cooler than these people. Um, if you need some of that reinforcement or if it's just, you know, uh, what not to do or what to do. We hope we help you. So thank you so much for listening to Help a Girl Out. I'm Rachel, and my main girl Katie and I will see you next time. Bye.